friends, welcome to WrestleBuddies Game Spots Wrestling Podcast, but with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring. With me, as always, is Chris Hainer. Chris, I need a hero. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Chris Hainer Show. No, uh, join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. <laughs> you do need a hero. We'll get into we'll get into that in a bit. But like, let's get the business out of the way up front. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, I got a lot of um, personal problems going on that you have been talking uh, to me about the past few days, and they are all getting handled in a very adult-like fashion. I am proud of myself. Good for you. I uh, finally got all my stuff from California. You can see the boxes behind me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still recording on the headset microphone because I haven't gotten to the box with the microphone yet. I thought I did, but it turns out I was wrong. Uh, instead, it's in one of the 30. No, I, I believe all told, Matt, they unpacked 54 items. Ooh. So and most of those were boxes and crates. So that's fun. Uh, but my stuff is here. I'm back on my normal desk, which is great because I can kick my feet up. And that's how I that's how I like to be. Uh, that's how you like to do it. Putting up our Christmas tree tonight. We put up some Christmas lights last night. Like nice domestic as hell, my friend. How does that feel? You know what? I kind of like it. It's very relaxing. And I'm also on the heels of like. I, f I went to my first Florida press screening of a movie, which was weird. The theater was almost empty and everyone that was there was like older so i'm like oh these are these newspaper old... people yeah dude oh that's so cool it's wild um saw west side story the new steven spielberg flick like a week after sondheim died which was kind of weird bizarre but it's so good it's a fantastic film man um, i just had this weird flash in my like of my own future our own future who knows maybe not of like we're like in our fifties still doing movie reviews, but like, there's I thought you were going to say in our fifties, still doing wrestle buddies, wrestle buddies, probably not. Uh, wow. but there's like, but there's a new form of journalism that has already taken over, you know, like, uh -huh. so we're the old fogies. So like writing on a website is the, the future equivalent of writing in a printed newspaper. I mean, Chris, we've talked about this before. That's where the internet is heading. Yeah, it's just going to be things apps. I just I just want I just want my words beamed into your brain via a laser. I want my voice beamed into your head via Wrestle Buddies. Uh, I like it. I like already it. there. I we've got we got an episode that we just threw together so quickly, but it was something I wanted I've wanted to talk about. For the past, I don't know, over a year and a half that we've been doing this show. So real First, talk, real talk. Yeah. This morning, Matt messaged. I messaged Matt. I was like, hey, what are we talking about on the podcast today? And Matt said, I have no idea. And I said, why? What if we just talk about our favorite Mick Foley stuff? Because I've been thinking about Mick Foley lately because I just love Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I threw down some potential ideas. And then Matt was like, what about the Lex Express? I was like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> to, which, to which Matt said, okay, I'll start researching. <laughs> I I feel like sometimes we get away from what the show was when we don't have which ideas for episodes. Which is just us talking about the dumbest stuff in wrestling. Which is, yeah, and I'm just like, let's go back to like, let's talk about something stupid that happened. Uh, can I give you some up some life updates? Can I get a what, what? Yeah. Okay, life up. The big, here's, here's, <laughs> did I just quote Jay-Z? Yes, you did. <laughs> this is the big one, Matt. I, uh, 
in my ever continuing uh, dive into being an idiot who buys wrestling toys on the internet, mm-hmm. I have purchased for 99 cents a Shawn Michaels action figure. Because, specifically because it's the Shawn Michaels action figure where the costume is era appropriate to that big stupid stage I bought. Yeah. Remember, remember the big dumb new era ring and stage I got like through yeah. the whatever where it comes like next fall or whatever. Haslab. Yeah. Is it Haslab? No, it's no, not Haslab. Matt, Sorry. Uh, like Mattel collector. Mattel's version of Haslab. Maddie collector. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, but like, so this is the Sean is the Sean Michaels elite figure. Who's it's got like lots of like, Lots of shit. I'm sorry. Lots of stuff hanging off of his vest and like big sunglasses and a dumb hat. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I got it for a dollar. You, you know what, Matt? You know what the key to winning things cheap on eBay are? What's that? Look for the item you want and specifically place a low bid on the one where the person selling it doesn't know what they're doing and uses the worst thumbnail photo. Oh. Like this person had it new in box. Had it new in box, and but the thumbnail was a, a blurry, dark picture of the side of the box. So you couldn't. Did you actually wait, 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 hold on, hold uh-huh. on. Did you get the figure already? No, no, they had more. <laughs> no, they had. If you clicked into the auction, look at the other photos. There yeah. were much better photos of what they were sending. Okay, okay. But like the thumbnail, the thing that shows up when you search was the worst photo that you couldn't tell what was going on. So. I got the like it's a figure. I looked on I looked on like ringside collectibles. Use code Russell Buddies and nothing will happen. Um, and it was like twenty three or twenty four dollars. I got it for ninety nine cents. Nice. Hey, that's my story. Wait, and the person that's going to ship that to you? Yeah. I guarantee they're not making any money off of that unless they nope. stole it. Hey, man. Whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. It's a cool toy. It's a cool toy. So weird. Anyway, uh, Chris, I know we already kind of mentioned it, but like, what's on the menu for today? Matt, strap Mm, in. Yeah. Strap in for a good old American T-bone steak, fresh off the grill, just just doused in ketchup, um, served with a side of Freedom Fries. Okay, got me back. Um um what else is american and then we're going to taco bell baby because we're talking about the lex express honk honk matt i'm sorry i call it the lex express that's not its official title if you'll stay with me for a second it is lex luger's lex lex express call to action campaign that is what's written on the side of the bus that Lex Luger traveled the country in. What was the action? I don't know. What was the campaign? Autograph signings at Toys R Us's. Chris, we'll get into that. I have some very good jokes. And by jokes, I mean one joke. Um, I can't wait. I honestly Let's jump wait. into that time machine and go back in time to wrestling. Now, if we all remember. <laughs> wait, 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 little... <laughs> Let's yeah. jump in that time machine and yeah. go back in time to wrestling is what you said yeah. okay yeah. as if wrestling yeah, I, is a year 19 wrestling wrestling yeah 19 wrestling yeah okay my, yeah. my apologies uh so just to, uh i want to just say for the purposes of this and most of our segments 
we don't go like hardcore deep dives into things for like the hardcore wrestling fan. If you're looking for facts, you've come to the wrong podcast. No, we have facts. Well, we have some facts, but if you're looking for all the facts, if you're looking for a a well-researched podcast, uh, go 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 talk to Conrad. The the Conrad I would disagree. Guy. We're just we're just not investigative. Like that's because we, we don't go... we don't care about that. If you're into two buddies talking about their favorite dumb things from wrestling history, this is the place. You're not going to get like an intellectual breakdown of Owen versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania. No, you're like, going to get a we... very surface level. Here's what happened, how it happened, what it was the aftermath. That's it. And then we're going to talk about like a funny thing that how Owen. Uh, claimed to be the greatest slammy winner of all time because that's the part that's what i care about and then we're going to talk about owen's outfit during his nation of domination years which had the warning stickers or tape yeah, all over it yeah, he had caution, oh, I loved it. caution tape caution tape <laughs> enough uh, is enough and it's time for a change remember when did they was it was it harvey whippleman or gilberg that they dressed up as owen when dx did the super racist parody of the nation of domination Ooh. Ooh, neither. Let's go back in time uh, to wrestling. <laughs> yes, um, let's. Brief history during the 1980s. You probably know Hulk Hogan was like the top of the pile of his wrestlers and popularity and mainstream goes. Um, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage, also very popular at the time. Um, in the early 90s, that Hulk Hogan gimmick of eat your vitamins, say your prayers and wave an American flag for no reason had kind of become stale to the American public. Uh, to all the public, let's be honest. Well, because Hogan so, had left by this time, right? No. Uh, 1992, after WrestleMania 8, his match against Sid Justice, he left to go do Thunder in Paradise, I believe it was. Yeah. His terrible, terrible show about him driving a boat in Tampa Bay. Imagine Knight Rider, <laughs> but a boat, but also trash. And brothers. Yeah, and imagine replacing David Hasselhoff with Hulk Hogan. It's about the same for me. It's bad. Is it really? Yeah. Knight Rider rules. So WrestleMania 9, Hogan came back, um, beat Yokozuna for the title with a black eye, and then left WWF. F, uh, the wait, 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 wait. I feel like yep. we're we're brushing over the part where Bret Hart got screwed in all of this. He beat Yokozuna okay, after no, Yokozuna that's a, that's beat Bret different Hart. Different episode. That is a different episode entirely. But that was the same year. That was like, the same match. Siri. Okay, so Hogan lost the title to uh, Yokozuna during the summer of 93. Then Hogan got out of there and went to WCW. Now, during this time, Lex Luger was contracted to Titan Sports, but not for the WWF. Um, he was contracted to the World Bodybuilding Federation. Uh, the World Vince Beefy Boy Federation. <laughs> which Chris and I discuss. If you had a whole episode, oh, yes, we did. Dedicated. If you have not listened to the World Bodybuilding Federation episode, do yourselves a f the biggest of favors and go and enjoy Matt and I marveling at the beef. That is There's what, like that, that's where that's where Beefy Boy as a wrestle buddies term was coined. Yes. Without yep. that episode, we would not have had the tournament of beef. So go back and nope. listen to the WBF episode. It's canon. It's 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 also terrible. Yeah. Um. So Luger was going to be a host for the World Body, but the WBF, but got into a motorcycle accident and couldn't. That's where he got that steel plate put in his forearm that knocks everyone out and isn't illegal. 
I, I mean, know. it's not it's that's not as bad as uh, D'Lo Brown just wearing a flak jacket and moonsaulting <laughs> on everybody. My dream or Cowboy Bob from, Orton's cast, honestly. Yeah, my, my dream is to one of them. Uh, first, my dream is to talk to Charles Wright about anything. Absolutely. Uh, my second is to talk to D'Lo Brown just about the flak jacket. That's it. I bet we could get Charles Wright on this show. I bet we could get D'Lo Brown. I mean, he's in Chicago. I mean, a lot of, okay. I mean, I know there's a lot of people in Chicago, but I bet I have like a connection somewhere. But I'm saying, I bet we could, I bet if we found Charles Wright on social and invited him, we could get him in here. We'd probably have to talk about weed or whatever he's up to these days. Fine with that. Maybe a brothel. <laughs> I don't know what Charles Wright's doing now, man. 1993 Royal Rumble. Lex Luger will still contracted under Titan Sports. Moved to WWF. Debuted at Royal Rumble as the narcissist. The man who thinks he is very good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it he, was him. He's pretty good, Matt. He's pretty good. But it was him looking at himself in a mirror, like being very pleased with what he sees, mm-hmm. which again, I'm not knocking that gimmick. I like that gimmick. However, that gimmick doesn't work in 1993. Um, so Yokozuna is champion. WWF has, um, foreign bad guy champion and they need American hero to stop foreign bad guy. Of course. Which this is WWF during the nineties. You can't have a foreign champion without like the story being America is better than you foreigner. (laughs) Like that's, that's just how WWF operates then. And kind of now sometimes they needed to get someone to be like the top guy. And they decided to have a challenge on the USS Intrepid. That is a battleship outside of New York City. Um, and the challenge was, wow. who could body slam Yokozuna? So a bunch of wrestlers came onto the USS Intrepid with the hopes of body slamming Yokozuna. Yeah, they did. Man, we had wrestlers like Crush. <laughs> yeah. And commentator <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. In the most American flag outfit of all time. Like, if I was ever going to cosplay as a wrestler, it would be Mm -hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage. And it would either be the Slim Jim costume or that Super America costume. It is the most American. There was also um, uh, NFL players tried to body slam him. And I believe in it, like one of the documentaries I had watched on this many years ago, like one of the NFL people almost got Yokozuna up and he had to shift his weight. I mean, the mind, re- like, just, just the, just the fact that this was done on an aircraft carrier, Matt, yes. as I point, as I said to you in Slack, we need more wrestling shows on aircraft carriers because it looks amazing. It and looks incredible. July 4th or July 5th, 1993, uh, America's birthday. Yeah. Um. So no one can slam the 550-plus-pound Yokozuna. There was one more person that was going to come and maybe save the day. Came on a helicopter. And they specifically noted that he charted his own helicopter. <laughs> like, why? Oh, because it's because also the aircraft carrier was docked, wasn't it? It was very docked. It's not like it was out in the middle of the ocean and he had to fly to it. But, Chris, they needed a hero. Um, yes, they did. Coming in that uh, 
beautiful helicopter was no other than Lex Luger wearing a American flag polo shirt and jeans. Brand new look for the narcissist. He looks, loves America. He looked like uh, a rejected Tommy Hilfiger model. <laughs> like he 100% looked like he was like the last page of a Tommy Hilfiger magazine catalog thing. Um, so he gives a little speech about America or whatever and body slamming and like, we can do this for America. Um, and then he body slams Yokozuna gets hoisted onto the shoulders of two other wrestlers. And he waves around two giant American flags. Hell Finally, yeah. WWF has that American hero. They all deserve. And he's got a blonde mullet. And thank God, because Vince McMahon was on commentary for this event, and he kept screaming about how America had been humiliated by Yokozuna and how America was a big loser on the 4th of July. Like, the commentary on this entire segment is insane, and it's, it's, just, it's just Vince screaming about how America is getting made, getting made a fool of into a microphone. So bizarre. By, by the way, Yokozuna, I believe believe American also not Japanese by any means. He is Samoan. Yep. <sighs> but Mr. Fuji I believe that's, isn't it Roman Reigns uncle or something? Yeah. I, I believe they're all part of the NOI family. Yeah. NOI family. I was just trying like the NOI family. I think it's his uncle. Yeah. Uncle. That sounds good. Um, so now Lex Luger is America. There's no way to deny this. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Well, you, first of all, you set up a match for the title, Luger versus Yokozuna, SummerSlam 1993. No better way to escape the heat of being taken down by fake Japanese wrestlers than slamming into Summer. Um, That's right. SummerSlam, which unfortunately was not held on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> not at all. Like, not what, a, what a missed opportunity. Um. Here's where things become a little weird, and I tried to piece together why this was happening. Or, um, so Lex Luger took a tour of America, a six week long tour, in a bus called the Lex Express. Yeah. It, it had a red, it had the American flag on it. It had that phrase that Chris said earlier, the WWF logo. Um, and he's like, it's going town to town, meeting with fans at Toys R Us's in various places, signing autographs for like three hours at a time. Um, and like, he's trying to get crowd. So- I'm, okay, it's hard I, for me to wrap my head around okay, the point. Uh, I, I, think, I think I know why this was done. I, I think mean, promotional, it's but promotional. I mean, aside from promotional. I think it was in, in an, like Hulk Hogan was such a uh, uh, all ages sort of hero. He was a hero in the 80s. Um, and WWF at the time did not have that central baby face that was across all quadrants. And I think the goal was to uh, like give the Luger American hero character exposure to that younger audience. If you're sending Lex on a bus to all the Toys R Us's to oh, no, meet no, 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 kids no. and... Chris, I understand that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm trying to understand storyline in canon oh. WWF. Why? That that makes no sense. He has to drum up America's support, I guess, to have the total power him to beat Yokozuna. But it's like he's going town to town meeting fans and like like he's acting like a politician. He has American flags. He's trying to get crowd as if, support. As if, as if the as if the winner of Yoko versus Lex is determined by a vote. 
Yeah. Which is definitely not. Luger comes off as like the 1980s version of Andrew Yang. Like, that's just kind of where, like, my mind's at when I see he's like, hey, kids, I'm hip and cool. I know America. Look at American flag shirt. Vote for me against Yoko. And then he had to fight him. Yeah. And the but, but like, I that again, I have to go back to what it was called. It was Lex Luger's Lex Express call to action campaign. What was the campaign? What was the call to action? What, what, what action was the were action? We being called to? Like, I don't understand any of it. It just seems like a bad idea. But it also seems like, honestly, not. I could think of worse things. It gave it gave exposure to a character throughout the summer. Although, like here, like listening to a recent interview of Lex talking about it, it sounds like he did not enjoy it because he was just working all day long, every day on a bus. I will super get to that. I have that interview. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. it's really interesting. Okay, uh, so according according to Bruce Pritchard. Um, on his podcast, uh, this is years ago. Um, he said that Lex flew city to city instead of riding the bus. Um, and it was just plenty of photo ops and videos made about the experience and he wasn't wrestling at all. Um, and so he requested Luke, hotels like a real monster when he was in the town. Yeah. He says, he says that a lot too. And it's like, what? Okay. Um, so in an interview from 2019 with Hannibal TV, uh, not any of the Hannibals you're thinking of, by the way, not, not, Hannibal not the Barres. comedian or the fictional murderous monster. Um, Luger seemed pretty positive about the experience overall. Uh, again, he was not wrestling for six weeks straight. Um, he was on the bus most of the time. Chris, you were going to say something, but the but he did say that the days were long. He was up doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was up doing morning radio in every single town, whether over the phone or in person. Then they were doing two autograph signings a day at three hours apiece. And then he was doing local news hits at night. So like and show, also showing up trying and doing to the get to the gym and then also and like th- that's why when Luger talks about like request, like maybe I did request a hotel, but like I wanted to stay somewhere where I could train. Yeah, that mm. and, and he liked the place with room service. Yeah, he doesn't want to go like he's he's in this small town where like locals know he's there because there's a gigantic bus with his face on the side of it rolling around town. So like maybe mm. he doesn't want to go out to TGI Fridays where he's going to be exposed to all these people, but instead would like to order room service and just eat in his room and sort of have his alone time. Also, if I was like... They showed the inside of that bus, Matt. It didn't look horribly comfortable. I would have wanted to fly from town to town as well. Yeah, so according to Luger, he did not fly town to town. He was on the bus most of the time. However, there were uh, situations where they say we're going from South Dakota to California. How about you take a day, go home and see your family because he had toddlers at the time, yep. and then fly to California and you can just meet the bus there. Yeah. Because um, most of the time it was like half day trips on the bus but if there was a more than a day drive he would just fly home um and that was at wwf's request to luger not luger's request to wwf right um so he's, all, he's like, already better than i am yeah i'd be like i don't want to like it It the inside of this bus did not look like the tour buses that like john cena and whatnot travel no, those are comfortable travel. those look those are comfortable with big old beds this is 80s comfortable. If if that I know if you're older, 80s comfortable makes a lot of sense to you if you're yep. in your like 30s and 40s. Um for those not listening, 80s comfortable is like um the scratchiest to, like, couch cushions. Old movie theater seats. Yeah. 
that's the height of comfortability during the 80s. Yeah. Is like stadium seating. But with if they have this thin cushion on it. Yeah. That's 80s comfortable. Yeah, you nailed it. Okay. So he wants to stay. He stays at a hotel at night. He just wants room service so he can eat um, or train there. He seemed pretty reasonable. Like in yeah. this interview I was watching, he's just like, I just want to, you want to sleep in a good bed. Um, he said he was never miserable during the tour. Mm-hmm. He was just constantly tired from, you know, 12 hour work days of nonstop, like meeting Which, fans. Yes. And- he's not wrestling. Okay. That's good physically, but like a 12 hour workday is going to wear on you regardless of what the job is like, Matt, on the surface, we have really, really cool jobs. And I would yes. say below the surface, we have really, really cool jobs. I'm yes. exhausted at the end of a workday, though. Me too. <laughs> yeah, because it's still work. Like, whatever you're doing, it's not personal time. It's work time, and you're doing your job. If you think 90% of my job is this podcast and writing something funny in an article... Oh, boy, do you have a big misconception about what I do for my job? You should see all of the meetings I go to. You should see all of the things I edit during the day and the things I write that you'll never read. I write a lot of things most people, even if you like follow our careers, you'll never read them because it's probably not a topic that interests you. That's how it is. Because sometimes you write things to a greater audience, not to the people that just follow you. Matt hates the audience. I don't hate the audience. Okay. I'm having a great time. I get to, I, I, I now get to write whatever I want. No one has said no to me yet since I've switched positions. Chris, have you noticed that? Yeah. No one has said no to me. I'm never, this is bad. I, I'm never going to say no to you. Well, and you're also my boss now, so I'm never, I'm never going to say no to you. <laughs> I like your weird. I like when you're like, yeah, what if I painted D and D minis and turned that into a story? Okay. That did well. I'm like, what the hell? Did it really? <laughs> nice. I gotta, ch- I gotta check numbers and stuff. But like, I like, there was a lot of like comments. I don't get comments on like personal pieces like oh, that a lot. Cool. So like, if I get comments, that means I'm doing something right, unless they're hate comments. These were all positive, except for one guy who's like, "Why are you paying? Why are you painting these branded D and D minis? Just go to a hobby store and talk to someone." I'm like, but that's not the piece. Uh, Wait. What? Also, that his thing was. He was angry I didn't go to a hobby store to talk to someone. About what? D- or pa- about painting miniatures. No, the whole the whole thrust of the story was like, I've never done this before, so I'm going to try it without with little instruction. That's all my pieces are now. All my personal pieces are, hey, I'm going to try something new, and I'm not going to research anything. My life is research. Yeah. Anyway, Lex Express happened. Uh, summer, he beat Yokozuna at SummerSlam. Uh, balloons fell. He got hoisted onto Tonka and somebody else's shoulders. America, 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 America. I mean, pretty much. The Lex, Matt, we've found the new Hulk Hogan. He's it. WWF. WWF. The issue was that the fans were all the all all the fans were behind Bret Hart at that time. (laughs) Yeah, but Matt, he's a dirty Canadian. He's a Canuck. Oh, I'm a half Canuck. Yeah, I got a little bit of French Canuck in me. Oh, I'm not French Canuck. No, no, no. Oh, aren't you special? Yeah. Ontario there, eh? Whatever. Shout out to all my friends there in Ontario. Let's go down to the Tim Hortons. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, shout out to my family out in Toronto, oh, Guelph, boy, and uh, Osgood. 
Oh, they're not Nazgut anymore. Uh, Ottawa, if you're in Ottawa, shout out. Shout out to uh, uh, Acton. Shouts to Acton. Kitchener. Shouts to Kitchener, home of Dude, I love Kitchener. Home of Gretzky, baby. Shout out to London, Ontario. Driven through you guys a lot. Uh, anyway. Waterloo. Okay. Waterloo. So, Matt. Fergus? Okay, sorry. As we all know. <laughs> as we all know. Lex Luger, in fact, did not become the next Hulk Hogan. Not at all. The the Lex Express, the Lex Express experiment was, surprise, surprise, a complete and utter failure, I would say. I think there's some great pictures and video. It looks cool. Like it does. if 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 kid me had seen this back in 93, I would have lost if if like Lex Luthor's bus had come to the Toys R Us and stocked Wait, him. You, did you say Lex Luthor's bus? No, Lex, oh no. Oh no no no. I'm I'm I apologize. I meant Lex Luger's bus. If oh, Lex Luger's you. bus had come to the Toys R Us in Stockton when I was that age in 1993, I would have lost my mind. Your town had a Toys R Us? Yeah. Oh you lucky boy. We had to drive like three towns over. We had to drive to uh like um where where else could like, I go that was Hanover where a Park. kid could be a kid. Or the Sleepy Hollow, or the town next to Sleepy Hollow. I think that's West Dundee. I wonder if I could find the... T- I'm trying to find the tour dates for the Lex Express tour. We didn't even mention the music video. Um, Wait, which I, is ju- I'm going to put this out there. This page yeah. says, Traveled the country for six weeks exploring the States while meeting fans in cities from Baltimore to Chicago. That's not very far apart. Baltimore to Chicago is like a uh, what, 10-hour drive? Yeah. 12, maybe? I feel maybe like less. that's... I feel like he went to more places than that. He was in. He did California, too. I remember that in the interview. He said he went to California. He Wait, was in South Dakota. I don't think he went to Stockton, though. Matt, no. I'm going to show no, you... No, it, so, it was SoCo. It was SoCo. <laughs> SoCal? So, SoCo. <laughs> Lime. Uh, Matt, uh, Southern Colorado Matt, is what Matt, I was saying. Matt, I'm going to send you a photo right now. Oh, yeah. Send me a photo. Holy cow. I would have I would have stayed on this bus full time. Oh, dude, that is one million percent 80s comfortable. This is actually my dream room. Look at that face he's making. He is done. There are two landlines. Who is he talking uh, to? Yeah, there are two phones. Why are there two landlines? <laughs> also, look at the look at the cutout for the television. Oh, look at that TV, man. My God. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt. I'm sending yeah. you more pictures. I'm sending you a picture of Lex standing on top of the bus, muscle posing in front of the Washington Monument. I don't know, Chris. I'm really super into the photo you sent me now. Like, I'm looking at this, and it just reminds me of going on RV trips with my grandparents when I was, like, a yep. little, little kid. Oh, man. Oh, here he is at Madison Square Garden. Here he is buying tennis shoes at a mall. Man. Man. It says call to action campaign on the front of the bus, too. I don't understand it. Oh, it's brought to you by IcoPro, by the way. IcoPro. I don't see IcoPro written on the bus. Sponsored by IcoPro right next to call to action campaign. Oh, wow. Okay. Got to get that IcoPro. Something WWE owned, and I still don't know what it is. I definitely do not understand. I, I'm assuming it was like a protein powder or something. I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, what a what a fantastic, just a fantastic thing. 
to exist. Chris, I'm lo- again, I'm still fixated on that first photo you sent me. There are uh, one, two, three, four American flag pillows. American flag, like kind of like Zuba type wear pants where they're like kind of baggy, but they're not sweatpants. Yep. Um, an American flag next to one of the pillows. Uh, There's also an American flag garland that you can see at the like top a, of the photo poking yeah, in. Yeah, like banners. Yeah. Maybe that's why he looks like like he's kind of pissed off. He's like, man, like. I am surrounded by too much red, white, and blue. I mean, do you see that there's an American flag rug on the floor of the carpeted RV? Of the purple carpeted RV? Yeah, yeah. It's there's the whole thing is covered in burgundy, and then there's just an American flag rug on top of it. It looks like a it it looks like burgundy. It's the only way I can think to put it that yeah, that yeah. red wine color. But he's also sitting on that the the kind of captain's chair he's in properly, where you've swung over and put your feet up on the couch. Yep, that that's that's the eighties comfortable that you need to be at. Dude, those magical eighties drapes, the eighties uh, blinds. Oh, those are so ugly. The light what fixtures, did... everything about this is. Mo- we'll we we'll uh we'll put this up on Twitter so you can see what we're talking about. Because holy cow, it's. It's something else. It is it, something else. I've never been on this bus, but I feel like it just brings back so many memories from when I was a kid. Yeah. And, like, I, personal now, I now feel like I've been on this bus. Yeah. Like, I know I haven't, but like my grandmother had an RV. Yeah. She took us grandkids camping in it from time to time. I know this life. I know this life. Huh. Man, what a. Thank you, Lex. And who thanks Lex. Hey, let's whatever um, idiot came up with this whole thing. We should go to the mailbag before we go to the mailbag, Matt. I have a follow up from last week. Yeah, uh, we spoke extensively about Pizza Hut's whatever the hell it's called. Triple box of pain that the Street Profits were obsessed with uh, during mm-hmm. Survivor Series. Matt, I have ordered the Pizza Hut triple box. Oh, I know you sent me pictures. Yep. Lord Pumpernickel and I had it and I'll tell you what, it's good. It comes in this big box that look that is printed to look like an ugly Christmas sweater. And you get two pizzas, two medium pizzas, and then like a dessert tray with also cheese sticks. Like it's it's a good deal. And I will say this here of the mainstream pizza companies, best thin crust goes to Pizza Hut. That's it. Thank you for following up. We did it. Are you ready for the mailbag? Let's get to it. Let's hit that mailbag. All right. We got questions. That's it. No, they have questions. We have answers. Oh, hold on. We got questions. We got answers. No, no, no. That's it. No, no, no. That's another song entirely with the bad lyrics oh, on it. Go ahead, boy. Chris. Okay, so we put out a call for questions, literally any questions about anything on Twitter. If you have questions, hit us up at WrestleBuddies on social media. We'll answer them. Uh, and we got a couple of, we got we got some fun responses. Uh, Jim Viscardi, he of comicbook.com, uh, simply asked, live show when? Matt, when are we going to do a live show? I would love, love, love to do a live show. Um there's a pandemic happening. Yeah. I haven't seen you since in person since February. It's been almost two years. I, I would like real talk. I would just like to do a show while in the same room as Matt. 
Yeah, that's we've what I never want. recorded in person. I think we'll have to record in person before we do a live show. But also, I think a live show would be fun. I don't know who would come. Uh, like, I think your wife would go. No, your wife probably wouldn't go. Not sure. Uh, Lord Pumpernickel would absolutely go. Lord Pump, I catch Lord Pump- Pumpernickel listening to the podcast from time to time. So, hello. Hello. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know. Live podcasts aren't going to, I don't know if we're ever going to go back to normal at this point. Um, I'll say this. We could do a live streamed podcast. mm -hmm. Like we could somehow like broadcast on Twitch or something. We could do that. But I don't know if there's, I don't like, honestly, I don't know. I love, I love the people who listen to the show. I don't know if any of them care enough to want to tune into us (laughs) yelling about things live. Well, they could it's just... a lot like the actual episode you're listening to, except sometimes I edit out when I cough. It's true. That's true. I, I do edit out lo- pretty large <laughs> chunks of off-topic conversation. Yeah, in fact, you edited out something from this episode that people will never hear, or mm-hmm. it turned into a discussion of 9-11. Yeah, that's not going in. No, nope. baby. Uh, next, so, Jim, one day. Uh, <laughs> second question comes from Natalie Abrams, who asks... Who is your favorite Batman writer? Winky face. Chris, you mind if I take this one first? You mind if I go first? Uh, sure. Obviously, Caroline Dries. I mean, wow, you didn't even she, say didn't even say her name right. That's cool. Dries. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's what I meant to say is Dries. It's, it's not Caroline. It's Carolyn. Carolyn Dries. Carolyn Dries. Uh-huh. I obviously Nailed did it. not follow. <laughs> Nailed <laughs> it. You knocked, guys, I was joking. You knocked it I really, so I really far meant, out of the park. I'm sorry, I was joking. That was kind of a fun inside joke to no one but me, because I messed up. It's obviously Ebony Gilbert, uh, super into what she's doing on the show. Can I, is it, is it my turn? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Natalie Abrams is clearly, who asked this question, is clearly my favorite writer. Natalie Abrams is uh, one of my very best friends. I love her to death. And also, if you watch Batwoman, you may or may not have seen a very handsome man on the show named Chris Hayner this season, who uh, was a victim of a Poison Ivy-like character and got encased in a giant honeycomb. Shout out to me, I guess. Can we get my name on that show, Chris? I mean, probably not. I mean, why don't you talk to your favorite Caroline Dries? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll put, bring it all together, Matt. I apologize. I just picked that uh, a name of another writer. It's just so that's the showrunner. I, I don't know anything about the show. It's her show. I know nothing about the show. <laughs> I feel so now. I'm just an a hole. Matt, who plays Batwoman? This is me scrolling down. <laughs> don't say Ruby Rose. Oh no, she's gone. Yeah. Um, her last name's Leslie. Her first name is. Javicia? Javicia, yeah. Javicia, I was, I was pretty close. Yeah. Good show. Again, if Good I, show that battle. If you're into like if you're into like the nerdy Easter egg parts of being a comic book head, Batwoman's your Batwoman's your jam. Because Nat- Natalie a- is a super nerd for comics. And yes. stuff's in a lot like stuff's in a lot of like wink and nod wink and nod type of things. Plus it's just a fun show. Yeah, it's um and I have just uh, screwed up trying to be real funny during that bit. You're hilarious. Next question <sighs> comes from Joseph Lenza. Damn it! 
Will Vince McMahon's egg headline wrestle WrestleMania? Someone said WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Will Vince McMahon's egg headline WrestleMania and beat Roman Reigns for the title? Now this is a stupid question, Joseph. Of course it will. I don't even know why you would ask. Like, what an idiot. Of course, Vince's egg. No. Uh, Matt, I got to be honest with you. I thought the whole Vince McMahon egg Austin Theory thing would be dead after that one time they did it. But Vince mm-hmm. was back on Raw talking to Theory again last night. Like, what's going I, on? I didn't watch. My kid had been puking everywhere, including on myself. Yep. So I don't know what's going on. I I can't believe the Vince's egg thing is not dead. Because that story was dead on arrival again i love it so much but it is not good my goal or my new uh dream if you will is for austin theory to have the egg somewhere like the egg immortalized somewhere on his wrestling gear so like he takes it with him wherever he goes Mm -hmm. that's it i'd like it so yeah joseph honestly that crazier things have happened at wwe this mcmahon literally fought god in a tag team match with Shawn michaels and shane mcmahon so i s- love that so much like yeah will an egg headline wrestlemania an egg headline survivor series once and that, <laughs> that hasn't stopped them so well, like guys sure. uh there's a guy in a, ru- a little turkey costume in here uh, he popped out of the egg. What do we do? Uh, let's have him dance with Mean Gene to the song Turkey and the Straw. I will say, after broadcasting last week from inside the egg, I was definitely yeah. disappointed that the gooker was not there. Gobbledygooker was not inside the Red Notice egg, which is, a, again, it's real. It really was Cleopatra's. It's $100 million, nope. and The Rock gave it to him. That's all wrong. These um, are all things next, that very Next much question uh, comes from at Spike, Spike Spiegel. I have a feeling that's not their real name. Here's the thing. I have been talking to Spike Spiegel on Twitter for probably close to a decade. Still I know nothing about him. Awesome. Except that it's a him. Oh, is it that's a him? It. I'm 99% sure. All right. But whatever. Spike's fantastic. And I like talking to. I'm just going to say them because I don't know. So okay. until my pronouns are corrected, you are them. Anyway, Spike asks, best condiment, and why is it Tabasco sauce? I'll say this. It's not. It's not. It is not. Uh, There are are only, uh, I do like two versions of Tabasco sauce. I enjoy the green, and I enjoy the the smoked chipotle. Um, I do not like Tabasco. I am a Louisiana hot sauce guy. See, but like, when it comes to hot sauce, I am a Tapatio or a Cholula every single time. I don't like the, I just don't like Tabasco. I don't think it's good. Also, best condiment in my humble, humble, I'm so humble opinion is mustard. If I'm going, if I'm going the everyman, yes, I would give you uh, a yellow mustard or maybe even a, like a deli mustard. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really enjoy a spicy brown. I like them all. But Matt, have you ever used Momofuku's chili crunch? No. Momofuku's Chili Crunch is a blend of uh, chili peppers and oils that is incredible. You can only buy it through like the Momofuku website, which I've done multiple times. And it is a perfect condiment. I've, I've used it as spread on sandwiches. I've just I've, I've dabbled a little bit on top of an egg. Like I'll have it with anything. And it's just this right blend of. It's this right blend of like spicy, but crunchy. Uh, it adds a little bit of texture. It adds a little bit of heat. It's just very, very good. And it goes with practically everything. 
So if you like weird, if you like to try new weird con- condiments, go on the Momofuku website and grab some chili crunch and throw that on pretty much anything. But yeah, um, I, I love mustard. I love like a, I love like a bit of a spicy barbecue sauce. I love ketchup, dude. I love a, I love like a jalapeno ketchup. Ketchup is not a thing we ever have in our household. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's very much just a weird Chicagoland thing. I mean, like people have ketchup. We just never have it. Um, my homemade barbecue sauce is fantastic. I wouldn't know. You've never sent me any. No. Have I sent you pickles? No, I haven't. No, you haven't sent me anything food wise. I sent you spices, haven't I? Uh-uh. You kept telling me you were going to, but you never did. Yeah, my plants um, stopped producing fruit, so it, I didn't it have to. It happens. Like, like I'm not yeah. I'm not too upset about it. Um but yeah, I do I I personally enjoy a good jalapeno ketchup. I don't like regular ketchup, I find it to be very sweet, but like a spicy ketchup mm-hmm. I'm kind of into. Um if I'm having sushi, you know I want that spicy mayo. You know I want that spicy. For me, a condiment is all about what are you having it with. I don't know if the, I can't think of a singular thing because actually, you know what, Matt? Singular condiment, crushed red pepper. I put it on mm-hmm. everything. Oh, I'm going to go salt. I don't like, see, I don't like salt. Actually, I'm joking. I actually don't like salt. On my I don't food. like, I don't like salt. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pepper guy. Uh, Although I'm trying to get more accustomed to using salt in the cooking process. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Um, but you can also just not use a lot of salt and it will still help uh, bring out the flavors. And now we'll give the, I, and now we'll give the wrestling answer. Obviously, our favorite condiment is JR's barbecue sauce, which I've never had. I've never had it. I think it's a, like a Texas sauce, too. Yeah, I, I don't so think I, kinda, I don't think I'd like it's it. a molasses base, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I, You know what I like? I like a mustard based barbecue sauce. That's what mine is. Matt, what's going on? Hook me up. Also, um, I've started making this at home a lot because it's you can't buy it. I think you can start buying it at the stores now, but like a Chipotle cream sauce, Ooh. which um, every Mexican restaurant out here has it and it's so delicious and i i could not like find it in like the stores at all even mexican mexican uh, grocery stores don't have them um uh, so i started learning how to make it on my own it is delicious but um don't eat it on your own because if you just like take a spoonful of it it's disgusting but when you add it to like meat it worked really really good on tilapia i made some like pan fried tilapia it worked really well on okay okay i'm into that I'm i love condiments man condiments are great Yes. Anyway, yeah, great wrestling talk. We did it. We nailed a podcast episode, guys. Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, before editing, this is going to end up being about 55 minutes. Per- that sounds great. It's going to be edited Matt, down to probably about 45. Matt, remember when we started the podcast and we would have three topics and a mini segment and mailbag and our episodes were like an hour and a half long? And I would lose my mind because it would take me a day to edit. Yep. A day. And then someone at CBS was like, what if you just did two segments per episode? And we're like, we can do that. And then we did it. It was great. And then eventually we shifted to just one segment per episode. Dude, like, it takes so much time to research a segment, like even today. Well, but beyond that, like, I feel like get, I feel like keeping it at one segment per episode gives us time to kind of play with the topic. And also like, oh, here we have an interview. That's the whole episode. Yeah. Done. Yeah. By the way, stay tuned. Next week, we have someone from AEW on. Maybe. Hopefully. 
I mean, it's booked. We just have to like it's booked. do the interview. We just have to hope it all records properly. Anyway, um, go uh, rate us on the Apple Podcast. Five stars or get off our backs. Five stars uh, or get off our back. Chris, do you have any final words? You know what, Matt? We need a hero. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.